episode 117, Community and Professional Organization Involvement. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and today, and today, we're Dr. Maurice Pearl's perspective. Join 2017 and 2018 Podcast Awards nominated host as we get a behind-the-curtain look at all types of doctors and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. How you doing this April? A quarter has already gone. Are you meeting your goals yet for 2019? If not, let's get with it. Go back and listen to a whole bunch of our episodes. We got marketing ideas. We got some referral ideas. We got a lot of information. It's where you can have better discussions with other PTs, medical doctors, podiatry, all kinds of different people that you can build referral relationships with. Are you where you want to be with your family? Again, listen to the past episodes. Everybody's got a good tip. Well, today's episode almost didn't even happen. You know, listening to the guy, I just said to myself, do I really want to release this episode out in the world? Dr. Pearl, I'm kidding. Oh, April Fools. That's right. It's April 2nd (laughs) when this came out. Anyway, I'm messing with you. It was a good episode. A lot of good information about the ACA, what its goal is, the choose wisely for x-rays, when you should and when you should not take them. Uh, We talk about his past work at an MD, DC, PT clinic. Uh, We even go into like insurance, equality, the trouble of billing. Should we even take insurance anymore? You know, more about the ACA's purpose, but also we switch gears and start talking about like, you know, family life and, you know, all of that. And, you know, he has some, a cool reason why his kids are in sports, even at, at such a young age, which makes me start thinking, hmm, and he start looking around for the future. Want to read a review we got the other day from the foot doctor in Australia. I only recently stumbled across this gem of a podcast. And if you're in the health industry, this is a must listen show. Dr. Justin's guests come from every health profession. Therefore, you're exposed to a vast array of insights and knowledge that can be transferred back to your own careers. This show definitely covers all the bases if you're looking for business, life, and career advice. All the show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash 117. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China and Arkansas. Today, I've got a somewhat recent graduate, and I think that's a good idea because not everybody is going to have 20 years experience and four clinics and $800,000 in collections a year. You got to start somewhere. So we're going to start with someone who's been out a few years, and we also have a guy that's really interested in the political side of chiropractic, and I want to explore why would you want to join your association? What is that for? And what have they been up to these past couple years? So please welcome Dr. Maurice Pearl. Thank you for having me on. So I always like to start with, you know, the simple, or not the simple, but maybe the short version of, you know, there's lots of things you can do in life. What uh, Mm -hmm. made you pick chiropractic? I beat myself up a lot. So um, played football all through high school and college, Uh, got hurt a few times. A uh, doctor went to go see, well, first time I got hurt, went to go see this guy. He treated me, you know, got better, but it, it was a very, very long process. Had the same injury to the other knee next year. It was night and day different. It's realizing how much it mattered having a doctor who knew what they were doing um, came back sports injuries. And so I get to college and I'm trying to decide what I want to do. Think I want to be a surgeon. I shadow a, our local team surgeon for um, it's a few months honestly. And this is a life I didn't like to didn't want to lead. He was there 16, 17 hours a day not spending a lot of time with his family or friends and just kind of just tired. They don't tell you about that, do they? No, they really don't at all. And then I have a friend of mine who um, talked to me and giving uh, Logan a try and went out there and liked it a lot. And it's kind of all, all she wrote. Okay. 
man, that's nobody tells you that. Sixteen hour days on calls, yeah. three in the morning. Somebody had a you know blowout. Like, all right, well, I got to go figure this out now. Yeah, I mean, it was all those things. Like, it was um, on the underground in Joplin, Missouri, mm-hmm. and you probably saw on the news they had that huge tornado in two thousand eleven. Okay, and um, that's when I was shadowing, so I was seeing all these crazy trauma cases that were really cool to see. But at the same time, like, he was getting called up middle of the night. He was at the hospital at 5 o'clock in the morning. He was in the clinic all day long seeing a 1,000 patients. And it's just, he didn't like he enjoyed it. And I didn't enjoy doing it myself either. So, so it's a pretty so easy choice. First lesson here is definitely shadow a doctor that you're thinking you want to become a part of. Exactly. Like, don't go into it just blind because, you know, I mean, shock could be fun time for you at least. Yeah. You know, and what's great now? I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I didn't know about all the different specialties that were out there and the different types of professions. So to be exposed to different things is a good idea, I think. Uh, not a clue. I mean, I barely knew what a chiropractor was in uh, college, honestly. Yeah. So you went there, you went that route, and now mm-hmm. you've kind of been a either independent contractor or like an associate doctor. And, you know, in chiropractic, we don't really have the opportunity to go to, you know, work in a hospital. And then we also have such high student loans and... Sometimes banks are like, hey, we don't want to lend to you, so you can't even start your own clinic, even if you wanted to. What's been your journey? Um, I came out and didn't really know what I wanted to do, how I want to go about it. Um, at one point, I was looking into trying to either start my own practice or buy my own practice. I uh, went to a lender, and he basically laughed at me and <laughs> told me <laughs> no. this is a bad idea. Yeah, it was eye-opening, and I'm glad he did it, honestly. I mean, I'd rather now, looking back now, take a few years to figure out what I'm doing first before I start taking that on that huge burden. Yeah, I started out as a, a first job as an associate in about two and a half years, and then um, left actually last summer to become an independent contractor. So going back, when you say you, you're glad you didn't be, you know, do your solo thing, is it the lack of business experience, the lack of patient experience, or just being on the hook for who knows how much money per month when you start out with zero patients? What are your thoughts? A little bit, little bit of everything, honestly. I mean, we come out of school knowing just enough to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then you need all that time to kind of figure out, you know, how you build this insurance company, how you, how to read healthcare policy, how to actually manage patients and all yeah. things like that. You just need time to figure it out your own. And it's nicer when it's on someone else's dime. Mm-hmm. When it's yours, if you screw this up, it can be a very costly mistake. Yeah. You only have a few months usually. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't have like the, the six months of working capital like they recommend. It's like, uh, this needs to really start yeah. working. <laughs> It's, it's hard to get that kind of money when you're uh, in college 30 plus hours a week and trying to get through boards and raising a family. And yeah, it's not an easy route to go about out the gate. No. And we've had past episodes of, okay, maybe I should work in a smaller clinic or work out of somebody else's office. So, you know, there is options available if you're like, I just can't work peanuts. Because sometimes those like a chiropractor, we, we don't get paid well that first year or so. So there's other opportunities. But did you, when you were working as an associate in those first two years, did you get to do a lot of like rehab and you know, hone in different procedures for patient protocols, for different conditions? Kind of. Kind of. We were in an integrated wellness clinic. So we had chiropractic, physical therapy, medical services. Mm. Uh, so it was kind of a thing. Patient came to the door. They're getting touched by all these providers. Um, so I get to learn a lot about like trigger point injections and um, this joint injections, general medicine kind of stuff. Got to see how physical therapist practices day in, day out, and 
And then I had a chiropractic side thing where we handled the nutrition, um, the wellness aspect of practice. Yeah, but that's so. What was your role like day to day looking like? Um, mostly it was um, tr- treating patients as time went along. Um, our physical therapist, uh, she retired, and mm-hmm. instead of hiring a new physical therapist, she I was put basically overcharged that area of the practice. So I was helping run that in the practice as well as chiropractic in. And then occasionally doing new patient exams, re-exams, helping out with um, nutrition, helping read um, imaging for um, joint injections. Positive experience? Honestly, yeah, uh, it it was. I figured out a lot what I want to do, what I don't want to do. Okay. That's a good thing about it. Did you like the PT Cairo practice setup? I think it's a great setup, honestly. I think it's... um, it's one of those things where you're able to address a lot more than in the five minutes you have patient on your table. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's a push right yeah. now to, to have like these, I don't want to say gyms, but you know, a wing on the clinic where you can hire a personal trainer or an athletic trainer, somebody that has some kind of credentials and you just train on how to do the exercises that you'd have to teach them. Do you think that's something that would work well? Yeah, I think that's awesome stuff. I mean, uh, you have these people who are coming with goals to do X, Y, or Z. And after, you know, you get them out of pain, get them function a little better, heading into that next step to do X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's um, conjunction with the trainer work with them and that trainer knows that hey, Sally's low back is an issue. She has trouble extending. One thing we need to work on is her glute firing patterns, get those stronger. That trainer is able to take them through that whole progression with you helping to oversee and um, help out along the way. Yeah. So you get to use your skill set, they get to use their skill set and patient benefits a lot more. And you're not having to be the one doing it, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, your time is money on it. So. <laughs> and as an independent contractor, this, the new place you're at, are you mm-hmm. free to do as much as you want? Are you kind of uh, restricted based on what's available in that clinic? You, know, you get to do your own marketing as well, all that type of stuff? I do my own marketing. Um, and I do tend to do more about what, what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, practice I'm at, they've been in business, I think, almost like 60 years. Mm. It's gone to three generations of doctors now and so, like, a lot of the way things are set up right now, they really function well for what I need exactly, but mm-hmm. I'm making do with what I have and trying to work into what, how I want to practice slowly over time. Not too bad. How, how are you, what would be one of your top marketing strategies right now that's delivering results? Just getting out there. I mean. The old classic. <laughs> I hate to say it's that simple, but, like, making sure people know who you are. I mean, it, town I'm in, it's like 100,000 people. Everyone kind of knows everybody. Mm-hmm. When they see you, like you're at this event helping out or you volunteer your time at this event or you're in this club, those kind of things go a long way to just building that distrust before you come to the door. Does being a collegiate athlete help you in that matter? Like people skills or relating to athletes so that they know who to go to? Yeah. I mean, people want to go to someone who uh, knows them, knows about their life, what they have, what they have going, through, going through. If um, I look like I'm a marathoner running ultra marathon every single week, a lot of runners can listen to my advice and how I manage them. Um, I see a decent number of uh, strongmen, lifters, um, crossfitters, etc. But I kind of fit that mold look like i live in the gym sometimes so ah. i think it's you gotta be authentic are you bulky or are you like a built like a runner i'm on the bulky side i'm not i mean i would think <laughs> with football you wouldn't be a, a string bean <laughs> uh no 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 i've um there's a reason why to go to the nfl <laughs> <laughs> no i've always been um 
kind of a gym rat. It's just been a place for me that just works well, and it's influenced a lot by how I practice. Yeah. You know, I've heard it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you do. There's always a niche, and there's people mm-hmm. that follow it. And so if you're exactly. involved in that arena, people end up will naturally come to you if you're honest and, I think, authentic while you're in those settings. Exactly. I mean, people, like, they want trust who they're talking to. I had a guy come in a few months ago, actually. Um, he had hurt his shoulder working out, and he straight up told me the first visit, you know, if you didn't look the way you looked, I would listen to a single word he said. Probably <laughs> as well walk out after this visit and never came back. Yeah, he went the fat doctor. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just like, it's it crazy to think because, I mean, we're all well trained. We're all know enough to help people out, but people get these uh, mindsets. It's hard to get through them sometimes. That's true. So your first couple years, you're out there making a name for yourself. Are you surprised about anything that's taking place? Like, are you having any challenges that you wouldn't have expected? Uh, I guess a yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, have people come in the door where you think it's going to be the simple low back case and they check mark every box off your exam list to fit this diagnosis and they don't respond that way. Mm. That just it drives me insane because like everything up front is right. Like doing everything the right way, they're just not getting the same relief they should be getting. That and like your last five this bulge patients were responding well to this treatment, and this one's not responding quite as, as well. Exactly, yeah. It's like, what do I do? Yeah, doing the same thing, they was the exact same way, and make it a little bit harder. It's, just, it's fun, same time, but um, everything is just dealing with insurance companies, and that's been the most difficult. I mean, there's really there's one right now, and since I moved down here about nine months ago. I still haven't gotten things lined out with them. And it's been weekly letters, calls, emails, and a bunch of fun stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Like they won't transfer your your contract with them or just trying to, they just won't pay you? Just trying to get in network with them. Oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're a wide open company and wide open um, carrier, so it's, it's not any other to close. And, and there That's was, weird. Yeah, there's other ones who I literally I called and said, hey, I'm moving this address, and that was in the story. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, and it's a big insurance carrier there? Yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things where all of them are just so different trying to get big little things done. When I, oh, man. When I was an associate, it was nice because we had staff that they handled all that for you. I had to walk over and sign my name. That would be it. Now, you did this, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Now I'm just going to do it all myself and a lot more time than I expected to take. Would you say that as a new doc, it's easier to do insurance than maybe just going cash? Because there's a big push to just be a cash practice and you don't have to deal with all this headache. I think it kind of, and patients will pay because you offer a value. I think it kind of depends on where you're at and what you want to do. Like if you're a town where most everyone works nine to five hourly rate job, going cash is going to be hard. Um, the other thing is like, People say you should get in with every insurance company you can, spend a few years with them, and then kind of whittle them down to the ones that you like, actually like uh, dealing with. And Now, what's that mean, insurance companies you might like? They make issues easy, like calling, handling claims, handling denials, doing pre-offs, getting paid. It's all relatively easy. There are some Giving the patients what they actually paid for. Exactly. There's some, like, I see patients with that insurance uh carrier I'm, I'm super excited about it because i know i'm not gonna have any trouble doing what i need to do there's some where like, i have to do an extra 15 20 minutes of leg work so you can walk out the door and then that kind of yeah. adds an every single visit you get 12 visits but we're only going to approve you for three exactly and then try try to get another couple visits just try it yeah then we need a stash for every two visits like <laughs> little things oh, like gosh. that yeah 
Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it makes things harder. But for me, where and I'm it's at, wild to me because these are big name insurance companies and they're playing this game. I can understand that from some smaller company that's <laughs> only in yeah. Arkansas, and so they're trying to like not you know lose all their money. But I mean, these, some of these are big name companies that are they're nickel and diamond their own and clients. I honestly wish that it was just like chiropractors, but it's MDs, dentists, everybody. They're doing the same mess we are. They're still in the big largest. That makes me happy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so that part's fair. <laughs> you know, I think, and we can switch into right now. Like you're part of the um, the American Chiropractic Association. You're mm-hmm. into the politics stuff, and this is the things that you guys and gals are on the forefront trying to help. Yeah. And, and the issue that I see is, you know, if you're charging for a therapeutic exercise code, there's no reason physical therapists and the chiropractor gets paid differently. In my opinion, All right. I mean, they might think they might think otherwise, but if you're actually doing an eight minute to 15 minute session, why can't we get paid the same? I mean, if it's in our scope, it's in our scope. Yeah. I'm not talking obviously New York city versus, you know, small town, Arkansas. Yeah. I'm talking, Everybody in this area, no, like, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's insane. I mean, one of the big things of uh, the ACA we're trying to push for is some Medicare equality. I mean, as it stands right now, uh, chiropractors can bill out essentially two codes. Which are? Adjustment codes, basically just one or two regions or three to four. Yeah. And the way we're trained, the way we study in school is we had the ability to do a lot more from exams, x-rays. Uh, physical therapy, acupuncture. I mean, the list is pretty long that we can mm-hmm. actually do. The problem is that Medicare doesn't cover it. And you have a senior citizen who is on a very, very limited budget, and you say, hey, for you to get better, you only need these services, but it's not covered. It means you come out of pocket and pay for it. That becomes an issue. And then they may ask you, can you refer me to, to um, someone who can't do it? That's a possibility. But for the most part, yeah, balls are furled back to the medical doctor who refers them to that, that next party. So you may delay care three or four weeks. Was it needed? Yep. Now they got a more chronic issue. Exactly. Not to mention, like, if there was a way, in my opinion, mm-hmm. if, they, if they get referred in from the medical doctor, which they don't have to, they can come directly to us. Yeah. And the doctor did an exam. They said, this is the diagnosis. It's a shame that we can't just say, okay, well, this is what the doctor said. Exactly. This is what you have. So I'm going to just treat it. It's like, no, you can't do that. You have to do an exam. You have to figure out your own way. Because, you know, these, these older people in Medicare, they usually bounce to different doctors. And they're like, oh, this is the 15th exam that I've had. Exactly. Y'all all do the same thing. Don't y'all share notes? <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> no, actually, we can't vote, you know, that easily. Then you- and two, I still have to figure it out for myself based on my specialty. And at 100 bucks, like you said, yeah, that's a lot. you're not probably the first doctor that they've seen. No, and then the sad part is if we if we don't charge them, we get in trouble. So it's one of those things where like we to just do right by the law and do right by them, we have to charge them. And yeah. I can't imagine talking to my grandmother telling her, "Hey, you're gonna need to spend an extra two hundred bucks at this uh, this visit to get seen." It's just yeah, it's just not right in the long run. You worked at a clinic like this, so. My thoughts are if you had a physical therapist in the office, heh, yeah. they get paid. So, yeah. So, so then it was nice. So um, our medical side, they would more often than not, they would see the patients first off. Um, mm-hmm. So they would do their workup. And then that next morning, we come together as a team, all the providers, and go over their exam, look at any imaging we have, talk about patient goals, and kind of has to do a little care plan. That may include necessary chiropractic, physical therapy, some injections. Um, that patient came back that next time. We already had their referral made essentially in house where they would go to the physical therapist, do, she would do her evaluation on them and figure out exact therapy she wanted to do. And then they'd also see us where we would do our evaluation on them. So it was nice that we get that kind of turnaround to happen in maybe a day and a half, two or three days. But in the real world, that's, like I said, that's weeks, something that intense. So 
were they doing two or three copays each visit then? It depended on the insurance. Um, sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did not handle the money side things there, which I'm glad because oh, it's not, not a, a small uh, thing to deal with. Come on, Dr. Pearl. <laughs> That's the one part. I, no, I'm just messing with you. But that is one thing I've always said when I hear doctors doing this yeah. and they actually employ like a PT, you know, not like an <laughs> athletic trainer. I'm like, so are they walking in and paying a $50 copay for the chiropractor and a yeah. $35 copay or, you know, I mean, two high, high deductibles they, they, because it's two separate visits. I just never like, knew. Like, How does that work? Like one thing we would do, we would estimate um, what we would take, like say 15 visits. We would do the math on based on their insurance, deductible, copays, what that would be. We tell the patients, like, you can pay as you go, pay now, um, and figure the rest out later. But it's just, it's not easy. That's for sure. I mean, I wonder if the, those staff actually did like a, hey, patient, um, so your insurance, based on the way it's, you know, because it could be set up like an entity. It's, it's all through this one doctor's office, like a medical doctor. Mm-hmm. Therefore, these everything underneath them is covered. Yeah. But I don't think so because we all have our own provider NPIs. Exactly. So I wonder if they do are up there and they're like, look, uh, you need 12 visits with physical therapy and chiropractic. However, you know, this is what it's going to cost. If it's just this, it's 1000 If you add the chiropractic, it'll be 1800 because, you know, it's, it's not, it's two different charges. Yeah, yeah. And then they have to make that decision like, Huh. Well, <laughs> which one's cheaper? Which one's yeah? Which? Yeah, can I try a little bit of both? And that, <laughs> every other visit that occasionally happened though too. We had patients who patients who did not want pay for injection or they want pay for chiropractic. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's their right to do it. I mean, it's their health, so yeah, support them as long as they hurt themselves. I got a limited budget too. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. You know, I was just watching something uh, a TED talk. Mm-hmm. They were interviewing. White Republicans, mm-hmm. Black Republicans, Democrats the same way, different parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, you know, if we if they asked the right questions, it wasn't, you know, what would make healthcare better? Very little was putting more money into healthcare and paying doctors and stuff. And a lot of it was housing, food, you know, because like, apparently, you know, a lot of kids are hungry. They haven't eaten for a couple of days or a week and they're having all these manifestations. And you're like, well, you have this symptom and this symptom. And you just finally ask, hey, are you hungry? And it's like, yeah, I haven't eaten. Or, yeah, I have black mold in my house. That's why I always have asthma. And you're like, oh, well, crap, how do we fix that issue? You know, affordable housing, you know? It's just an interesting so, view of healthcare. So much of what we do that is not needed if we had the right prevention and right management on the front end. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of factories in my town. And before I came came down here, there's always, you know, I'm parking here, but while there's always like a lot of back injuries, hand injuries. Can I use a wear or tear? You expect some of these manual jobs. These places start putting in brakes to stop and stretch out like those little five hmm. additions to the day, and they saw uh, decreases in injuries and morale improved, and so that ended up being decreased healthcare costs. I mean, it's like I said, an ounce of prevention goes a long way in this day and age, at least, especially with most of the um, issues are uh, self-inflicted. It seems like. Wow, a, whop- a whopping little break here and there. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> We're not a machine. <laughs> exactly. um, all right. What's going on with the ACA? What are you seeing on the horizon? And what can we expect, if you will, from – I know you're not an ACA representative, so, I mean, I understand that you're in limited capacity here. But why get involved? What, can, what, are, what are we looking for? What do our dues go to? Um, let's. I'll, I'll let you answer, and then I'll just kind of ask questions based on what you say. So ACA's big mission is to promote chiropractic. Um, they feel that we are frontline healthcare, and so have most of us feel too as well. Um, currently the big mission is, um, pushing the progression or pressure forward. They want us to utilize more evidence, utilize best practices, 
do as good as give the patient the best knowledge available. And then you also want to see us be able to have some parity with other doctors. So the big push for this last year or so has been this Medicare bill. Uh, we got the bill um, introduced last session. And then um, currently they're working on getting this bill reintroduced this session. It's one of those things where if it passes, it um, goes a long way into getting what we do day in and day out covered, which goes a long way to helping out our um, Medicare patients. The crazy thing about it. What is it? Like when we were at NCLC um, this last January talking to representatives about this bill, a lot of them were so amazed by how small the bill it actually was. They used to get in these big phone book size legal documents. Uh, we w- walked in, handed them a copy of the bill. It was literally a page front and back. Yeah. Something that they're able to easily get through and they, it was simple. They understood it. They're behind it, but obviously there was more important things with all that budget fighting going on and everything else. What was the bill trying to cover? Uh, this, everything under our scope within our state. So. Oh, okay. So what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, covering exam. Okay. Because, yeah. Which that goes a long way. We were talking about a little earlier of uh, young doctors getting out of school and having jobs. I mean, hospitals, big systems live and die by Medicare. If you can only bill out one minute Medicare, why do they want you on staff? What good can you do? Um, especially we can have a DO who provide a similar service to you. But yeah, ACS. That's true. Yeah, they're, they're pushing hard. I mean, choosing wisely, I think it's been a great thing. Um, what is that? <laughs> so, not just chiropractors, but a lot of health provider groups come together and basically put forward what they consider their um, most unnecessary things they do. Whether it's like testing, scan. Or, unnecessary. Yeah, and costly. Okay. So, for chiropractors, using wisely, we picked one thing and we picked um, x rays for low back pain. And pretty simple. For low back pain. Yeah. Okay. Pretty simple. Um, and you have just any red flags. Um, essentially acute low back pain, you don't need x-rays. But it leaves it up to the doctor's discretion. So say you have your 85-year-old grandma with a sudden acute low back pain that's, that's something maybe a little off, x-ray that. Um, Trump, okay. x-ray that. But it's... Sciatica? Yeah, I mean, occasionally. I mean, something's not responding well. I mean, it's usually your first step where you do MRI anyway. But yeah. Um, no, I've heard... Go ahead. I was saying, I've heard the opposite in too. Where, you know, we're thinking as, you know, it's a good thing because you don't, normally you're not going to see anything that's going to change how you treat the patient. Yeah. But what about all these doctors who are like, that's great. I'll, I'll abide by that nice choose wisely theme. And then the next patient that comes in who shouldn't have had an issue had something and now I'm hurt them because I didn't get the x-ray like we used to do for the last 30 years. How do they handle that? You know, that kind of comment. If I don't x-ray it, I don't know what's going on. That's not going to hurt them. been the biggest fight. Um, most things we've had to deal with these last few months, a year or so, has been um, the other comments. Like right now, we're working on kind of mending it a little bit, the wording, so it makes a little bit better sense. But yeah, because they're not that expensive, X-ray. Not for us. No, they're I mean, really we got a whopping what really thirty hard. or fifty bucks for reimbursed if you're lucky. It's not like a the same X-ray at the medical doctor. You're like, oh, that's two hundred bucks. <laughs> you're like, how? Exactly. I don't understand. Exactly. So it's just one of those things where uh, funny thing is a lot of doctors aren't doing it as much anyway. So it's just, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, what's, what else next can I do for me personally? Well, because a lot of times they use the X-rays, I think, inappropriate where they're, well, you've got this, you've got that, and that means it's it's going to get, your curve, you know, you got arthritis, curve, it's yeah. going to be bad, this is what's causing you back pain. You're like, that's not necessarily the case, actually. Yeah, that's definitely not right at all. That really isn't, and 
it's it hurts us the profession, honestly. I mean, like, we have the yeah. potential to do so much as chiropractors. I mean, and we just have to step up and actually own it. I mean, we have a lot of people in the profession who are great at nutrition, great at rehab, uh, great at uh, testifying for our courts. But the one thing we need to make sure we all own is low back. People think about us, think about low back pain first. If we make any inroads anywhere, it's low back pain as well. I mean, it's um, it's so yeah. much simpler people to try and make it like Yes, we can. Yes, we can do all this extra stuff. But someone comes to you with something, start the low or start with the issue their hand. If they start talking to you more, figure out that you're good, great with knees, great with shoulders. They'll let you know, hey, my shoulder is kind of crappy. Take a look at that too as well. And that happens pretty frequently. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you see someone with a couple visits and they make it odd mention dealing about this ankle. Yeah, let's take a look at it. Simple adjust. Because it's weird to advertise that. Yeah, it really is. I treat, I treat ankles and knees. <laughs> Aren't you a chiropractor? Yeah, like back pain. Yeah. It also comes down to your, your audience, though, too. So, like, we we're talking about getting involved earlier. If you're at a running event, um, working with a lot of runners, they're going to want to know about shin splints, IT band issues, knee pain, foot pain, ankle pain. That's what they're going to care about the most there. So, like, mm-hmm. knowing who you're around and what they want to hear and what they want um, to be uh, evaluated is going to be um, great for you, too, as well. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Like I said before, there's a big push for cash practice. You know, I'm tired of this. You know, a lot of patients have the insurance, but really they're still just paying out of pocket because their deductibles are $10,000 or uh, I saw somebody had like a $75 copay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lot of money really is. for a chiropractic visit to get to that. So just to get to that amount, now you're that's a deductible. I mean, I'm going to owe you money at the end of the visit. <laughs> um, and then there's others that are like only 20 bucks. Yeah. You get, wow. Why am I even taking this insurance? I only get $20. This is crazy. I mean, this is dollars and cents. Like, you can't keep a practice open like that unless you just see that many, that much volume. But in reality, you still have to get those clients. Mm-hmm. So unless you're a marketing machine, you still can't. Anyway, you get it. So if you're that person who's like, ACA, all they do is they, they fight for insurance to get better payments and all that kind of stuff. That's why I don't support them because I don't even want to be in that game. Any thoughts on that? Well, they're also handling things like they're handling positive press. Anytime you see one of these um, articles pop up on news talking about so-and-so had a stroke and he went to the chiropractor. They're the ones uh, paying out the responses of that. They're calling editors of board. They're doing that groundwork to make sure that what's being published and out there is the truth. Okay. They're doing a lot of things where it comes to like research, helping fund a lot of research right now. I remember like they're uh, help indirectly. They're helping out with w- one big study um, through Yale and the VA. I mean, that right there is that right there is amazing. They're doing things with helping patients find doctors. Um, okay. Yeah, there's job boards for young doctors too as well. They're doing like CE events and they do so much. I mean, with so little, it amazes me every day. Honestly, like if we had half profession in it'd be a pretty night day uh thing if you look at um ama what they have to draw for funding wise is insane i mean you don't have a choice i think you have to be a member of the exactly ABA. exactly yeah now they have a more unified front yeah but i'm sure there's splinters of that too because they always have their own you know whatever your specialty is there's an association for that yeah. as well and that's the and almost all of them are a part of that as well that's every healthcare providers group too i mean the apta is the same way it's a therapist it's just when we all get involved, we have the money and funding and the energy gets stuff done. I mean, uh, we're, we're at the uh, meeting at MCLC and we're kind of sitting talking and we kind of look at the numbers. Like half the ACA is all students in school or doctors in the first couple of years, mm-hmm. which to me is like ridiculous because of how affordable it is to be a member, honestly. Like, 
Right. It should just be done. Yeah. Your, your marketing budget or something. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. That, there's actually, it's a, there's a tax line, association <laughs> dues. So it's not, <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to go to any other way. It's like, yeah, that's still tax deductible. I mean, like I said, it's just one of those things where, like, I cannot imagine not being a member, even if I'm never dating ever again with them. Um, just the fact that my money is going to help out. Like, that's my, what, I think I pay 30, 40 bucks a month. They do, like, a graduated yeah. rate. For new grads, so your first year is free, your second year is so much, your third year is so much, your fourth year is so much. Uh, just to help that that transition into practice and having to build a practice yourself. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that the ACA is trying to take a stand against all the straight chiropractors out there? Because I think there's a there could be a mix of <laughs> you got the straight chiropractors who you know they only adjust, yeah. and it's kind of like a you know almost religionish ish. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah. But then there's also the chiropractors who are like. No, I pretty much practice kind of straight, but I still do some a little bit of rehab. I do a little bit of muscle stem, but based on reimbursement or based on the way my practice has evolved, yeah, I really kind of just adjust these days. But it's not like I'm against this stuff. I just that's yeah. all I do. Is the ACA doing anything to try to stomp out the you know no. the type of doctors that aren't trying to progress? Maybe uh, they they just really poo poo everybody who wants to do rehab. <laughs> no, no, I mean they're they're focused honestly more than anything else, just kind of moving forward, trying to expand what okay. we do, who we are, trying to expand our standing in the healthcare landscape. That's their biggest goal. I mean, right now, and that's through things like the Medicare uh, bill, um, work with the VA. I mean. They're instead of trying to make chiropractors more well known, more well accepted, and just better. Oh, are they trying to expand our scope at all to do mild pain relievers like naproxen or being able to do trigger point injections or anything like that? Uh, no. Um, the ACA we know that's contentious. Yeah, they, they maintain that we're a drug paper uh, profession. But you go to some okay. states where, like New Mexico, where you can prescribe limited i think scope right now mm-hmm. oklahoma you can do i believe tree injections um oh. yeah it's basically it's up to the state and their, okay. their eyes so they're not pushing for no to branch out and to become miniature do's at this point <laughs> no 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 <laughs> chiropractic right first i mean it's it's what we're, we're good at what we own like i said we we need to own things musculoskeletal care back pain pain we're the best at it i think okay. we should focus on that more than anything else which is interesting on episode 114 I had a doctor of osteopath mm-hmm. who trained in residency to do, uh, they call it osteopathic manipulation, mm-hmm. which is pretty much the SNT. Yeah. I would, if you haven't, take a listen because I had no idea that that was a board trained residency program that they had yeah. to do because otherwise they kind of learn it, but they don't really do it. So it's, you know, most of them, you know, like, yeah, I could probably adjust the low back or something if I needed to, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean they're really good at it. They just built a DO school. Uh, here in uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And, uh, yeah, they, when they learn it, but they don't focus on like we did. I mean, yeah. we spend uh, what, years working on the same moves over and over again and then adding in different techniques on top of that. And that's what we're, right, that's what we're best at. Even on like, uh, sports teams where we have a team chiropractor, they can do all that soft tissue, needling, rehab, taping, whatever. But the number one job is to come in and adjust. It's amazing if you get the right trained chiropractor and the right trained PT. You wouldn't know who's who. Who said that? Was it a cook that said that? Gray cook? Me. I said that. <laughs> that one. 
Uh-uh. That's a quote. That's an air quote. <laughs> Justin Trosclare said that because I've seen the PTs learn how to do the adjustments. And you got Kairos are doing all these different, you know, McKinsey and uh, DNS and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody uh, more important said that first, but I wouldn't know. Yeah, you're 100% right, though. I mean, I have friends who practice with PTs in their office and like following them on Instagram and Facebook and just knowing them personally. Like, you wouldn't be able to come apart from physical therapists we all should like yeah we should get along a lot better than we do we really should <laughs> i think we just need to have some more um marketing companies because you see some of these massive pt instagram profiles you're like man these videos are awesome where who's the chiropractor that's doing all of this you're like oh come on we gotta get, we gotta step it up some, that's a lot of work to do those are, types of videos there are some out there but they are not the best uh quality doctor not the best product at least there's a oh yeah there's a few who are who are slowly growing slowly building uh, these great videos I mean and they're becoming like these pillars in our community which is uh, I think another great step into becoming more accepted is just telling people like what we do showing them what it is and how we can help them because in reality I don't think there's a lot of you know, I don't know. I was going to ask you what your next five to ten year goals are. You may never want to become the person that's on a speaking circuit and teaching all these different things but you could be the biggest big deal possible in your town exactly where everybody's like oh everybody goes to pearl exactly i mean you kind of want to be known as the go-to guy for this that or the, or the other thing i mean yeah so, you just gotta put the time in yeah otherwise you know spending a lot of money on billboards and facebook ads and all that stuff that don't pan out so so what are you looking forward to next five or ten years any goals for that you can see for yourself possibly aca possibly who knows what um i definitely want to stay involved with the aca and um at the very minimum a uh, alternate delegate i uh, eventually maybe okay. try to get on a committee or two in this office i want to see my practice kind of expand to a more active base doing more active things in the office of patients um, which requires spending more time and seeing less patients but i like that style of practice so yeah i'm not the biggest fan of the five ten minute visit in the out the door whether you 30 40 minutes here getting what you need it done and then see you again later and like in this area it's just not a lot of that kind of practice so i feel like i'm in a really good spot for that at least that's pretty cool yeah. You just got to take your time and yeah. build up and then potentially move on in a sense, I guess. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight. No practice grows yeah. overnight. As long as you're working doing the right things, you're going to grow at the exact speed you need to grow it. Does it mean you need to Very sit good. back and play on the computer all day long? It means you need to make sure you're putting out quality blogs, putting out great videos, taking care of patients, and just doing the simple things. Like I had a patient a few months ago, comes in pretty frequently, uh, neck pain, headache kind of thing. She also had the issue that took the time to examine her, um, kind of talked over what it might be, kind of agreed that it might need MRI, sent it out. Imogen came back and brought her back in. That kind of caught her off guard because she's used to doctors just saying, you have X, go to this doctor, not for surgery. But just mm-hmm. spend the time, uh, talk to her for 15, 20 minutes on just for imaging, what it means, her options available, how best to manage it. That meant the world to her than me ever adjusting I ever did. So you treat people right, your practice is going to grow. Now she's going to say, like, Dr. Pearl helped me out a lot. Oh, what do you do? He actually explained to me what's going on. That's huge. It really is. I mean, they want to hear what they said. They, even a, a talkative person, after about ninety seconds, they're done telling you what's wrong. With exactly. Them. And that's just they need to get it off their chest. And they finally, you listen to them, and you're like, okay, that's amazing. Yeah. This guy knows what he's doing. Okay. And just just talking, just listening. I also want to know that you care about them and their well being. I mean, um, our patients are more than their pain. You may have mm-hmm. the dad who can't be able to pick up his kids anymore. To him, 
he could be in pain the rest of his life as long as you one activity. So working again towards that is going to be more than hitting that perfect side box or setup. Getting that back to me. It's like you have to figure out what your patients want, um, what, they, what they're what they really striving for, and work towards that end goal. That is some good information right there. Switching gears a little bit, any hobbies, volunteering, anything outside of work that just gets you excited and, you know, helps you to refocus? Um, yeah, so I'm a member of the Rotary Club here in town. Um, I think this is really important to join them. They do so much good work, and they helped me out in high school myself. I mean, they gave me a small scholarship, took care of some costs early on in college, which was nice. But the amount of goodwill they do in the city for literally everybody is well than mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's hard not to get involved and want to be a part of that. Um, I'm also, like, I'm, really, I'm kind of a gym rat. Like I, every single morning I wake up in the gym. It's kind of how I start my day. That's why it's my morning coffee. There I'm kind of planning out my agenda for the day, what I need to do. And then I'm coming into uh, the office in the morning, that first patient, just energized, ready to go. And then the rest of the time is with my family. I mean, my daughter, she's playing soccer, gymnastics, ballet, sort of that most nights of the week, which I love watching her do that kind of stuff. And then on the weekends, we just like to take it easy and see what the world takes us. Hey, is it really fun to watch our kids play sports? Uh, mine's not there yet. Oh, yeah. It just seemed like it'd be so boring. It's the most fun <laughs> and the most frustrating thing you've ever seen in your life, honestly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's chaos 30 minutes straight. It was, <laughs> they love it. I mean, my daughter, she has so much fun playing uh, soccer. I mean, I wish it wasn't in Arkansas where it's 110 degrees over the summer, but she had last. And then gymnastics, I mean, that's done so much for her and to like her own body awareness, strength and flexibility more than just normal kids get playing day in, day out. And a lot of courage, I would think, too. Yeah. I'm not trying to do a back bend. No, I'm not either. I mean, <laughs> you want to see me fall, <laughs> hit myself on the face? Yeah, ask me to do one of those. Yeah. But, but she's like playing now in the living room. She'll randomly do a uh, back roll or try to do a handstand and just like seeing those gains and strength, flexibility, coordination is built every single week. Just it's cool to watch. That's awesome. How old is she? She's three, about to be four, actually about three. You can do all of that at three and four? Oh yeah. You'd be surprised. My goodness. You'd be surprised, honestly. I know my son. My son, he's going to be starting gymnastics this summer, hopefully. Their program starts at 18 months old. What? It's, 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 I mean, it's all about getting um, kids to get out and move nowadays. There's a chiropractor okay. up in, um, I want to say, he's outside St. Louis, and he's also a CrossFit coach, too. But one of his big passions is he has this group called Ninja Kids Fitness. And literally, mm-hmm. he works with kids uh, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 years old working on just how to move well, how to um, jump, squat, um, pick up, pick up something heavy. And you just watch his uh, like random Instagram posts and videos. All they're doing is just like playing. They're playing tag. They're uh, hanging on monkey bars, little things like that. But you can literally watch these kids week after week just get quicker, stronger, faster. I think that's going to lead to less health problems in 15, 20 years in their adults. I couldn't do no monkey bars as a kid. <laughs> right? I, mean, I wasn't strong enough, man. That was tough. I was like, how do you, I can't get an arm across. Yeah, but he has, he has these kids, they're like parkour. I mean, it's awesome to watch. And kids wow. love it. The parents love it. Like, honestly, if you didn't know him, you wouldn't even know he's a chiropractor. But it, That's wild. Yeah, it's, it's a great thing. It really is. All right. Justin has some work to do. <laughs> got some time. Luckily, I've got time. You know, I got time to figure this out. So I've got to start pre planning. Um, this is only six months old, activities. right? Yeah, it's only six months. <laughs> I hear 
It comes quick though. It goes by fast. I gotta make sure, you know. I think the first, but um, the first thing we did is have my daughter learn how to swim. I think that was well after a year old, I think, and she did great at that. She loved it. You know, even this is interesting in my opinion. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Here in China, they have these little high jacuzzis. It's like a little tub, you know, and it's about four feet tall. There's a glass in the front, Mm -hmm. and then you can put the baby a uh, special floaty that goes around their neck and it supports through their chin. Yeah, and you plop them in the water, and they stay float. You know, they stay up, and their heads out above water. And they're kicking and spinning around in circles. And she's been doing that since she's a week old, uh, probably a week old. Awesome. I want to do that myself. And, yeah. She still does it. Like, we did it yesterday. Yeah. She always sleeps really good at night afterwards because, I mean, she's been kicking around in the water yeah. for about 10 or 15 minutes. She can do up to about 20 now, which is pretty it's cool. Awesome. I, think, but, um, I think all kids can learn about being in the water. I mean, big season for my Now, we'll see what happens when she gets aware of what's going on. You know? <laughs> Eventually, they're like, I don't know you. You're like, wait, <laughs> a couple months ago, you didn't care who held you. So we'll see what happens when she's aware of what water is. But yeah, like, Our biggest reason for getting our daughter to learn how to swim early was just off chance something did happen. She can swim to this side of a pool, hang on her foot or her back. I mean, to her, it's just playing, having fun. But, I mean, worst case scenario, something does happen, I feel okay that she's gonna make it through at least so i think in shreveport one time some kids were playing in the river mm-hmm. three people drowned yeah nobody could save each other i was like oh no y'all, y'all need to learn how to swim it's a life skill there was a pretty high profile drowning last year um, in the state uh, there's a swim beach that everyone goes to it's fed by a river and the kid got hit by undertow and took him under and yeah it's just there's not much you can do about yeah. that those are tough yeah that's i make sure that like i said put my kids in the best case scenario like they know how to swim they're in shape i mean eventually hopefully they'll know some form of self-defense i mean i just want them to be as well-rounded as possible perfect speaking of well-rounded uh last question or two yeah. you got it you got a spouse, so how do you keep the love alive and stay connected? Uh, that's hard. Um, like when we, uh, when I decided not to go to med school, she was very excited by that decision. She didn't want to tell me she was really <laughs> feeling early on, yeah. but yeah, she's happy to have uh, me doing a lot less than our stress. But no, um, we've kind of figured out that I'm going to be busy. She's going to be busy. Um, just so it's a point where we when we get home together. Uh, when I get off to work, um, it's kids, family, us not talking about the office or this patient, that patient. Uh, it's hard sometimes because it's been all day here and we'll talk about it sometimes, but we're much happier together when we are just focusing on just what we like to do. So like it may be we go to Target and walk around for an hour and a half, two hours, window shopping, or we make another gym together and work out together. Like We just try to find little things we can do. It's just us uh, in our own world or with our kids too, where we need to focus on being a family. And for everyone to be able to great answer. answer, yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's a great answer. I mean, like you said, everybody's different, so yeah, perfect. All right, last fun question. Any recommendations for books, podcasts, or even a fun phone app that you like to play with? <laughs> so I love that um, Anatomy Atlas 2019. I think I don't know. It's uh, found it for sale randomly in the app store. It was like two bucks, normally like twenty bucks, but it's great patient education. I'm able to like break it down, show them like you're talking about this vertebral level or this this structure right here is damaged. This is what it does. The uh, Chris books are awesome. I think every doctor, regardless of profession, should have to read it at some point. Know what's going on. Um, I like to follow um, Todd Riddle. He's a doctor. Yeah. He puts out. So- he was on the show. Yeah. He puts out so much quality stuff. Like it's, if you're not following, you're missing out on so much. Um, and podcast wise, 
I honestly, FTCA podcast, listen to that one a lot, um, just because they, they bring in so many random doctors and different stuff and different professions. It's nice to pick up some of that stuff. And then, um, other than that, though, just figure out what you're into and just go down that rabbit hole, honestly. Agreed. You can go down some rabbit hole yeah, with podcasts. Really, yeah. My goodness. Especially in the healthcare landscape. I mean, I, right now, I'm on a ketogenic diet right now. And, I've gone on that rabbit hole in the last couple of weeks and just different podcasts. There's been about 40 of them I think I've had, honestly. <laughs> but I'm learning a lot about it, though. I mean, because it, it's, it's a hot diet right now. Your patients are going to ask you about it somewhat. So I'll have to have some better knowledge than what I already know myself and why it works for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, you even put on a, if you do it well, you can put on a workshop. Yeah, yeah. You'll know more than everybody else. Exactly. And uh, guide guides people. Yeah. That could be good. That could be something. Yeah. I mean, maybe one day. <laughs> Yeah. But no, it's just, I try to just take in whatever I can, whatever's around me. I mean, if someone says, you can check out this book, I'm going to look it up on Amazon and see how much it is. Um, if it's a price, my wife won't uh, get mad at buying it. I'm going to buy it and try it. Right yeah, I can. Um, tells, you got to save it for those crisp protocols. Exactly. Someone tells me about podcasts that has a great doctor on talking. I'm pulled up, listen to it while I'm working out in the morning. I hear about a new app that works well. I use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, there's so many more things nowadays and, even when I got out of practice, like Cairo Up, that service has been amazing. I, mean, I love it. You use it? Oh yeah. I mean, it, really. Everything I. It's nice that everything I'm saying, the get go is already put into words the way I, I already say it. Exercise that would normally get the patients already in the protocol for me, but I would do anyway. It just makes my life so much easier and quicker. And then I'm learning all the time about different conditions, different ways to manage stuff. Like I. This morning, pulled up a log on my shoulder pain, and I'm hope, hopefully pulling stuff onto that from that to use uh, from tomorrow. Huh. Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to uh, try to get that guy interviewed. I, oh, yeah. I saw him at the uh, conference last summer, but yeah, he, he was. A, I didn't know. It's an. Awesome he needed more time, I think. Yeah, it's an awesome service. It really is. I mean, I haven't used the service of it. Honestly, a lot, I have a lot of friends that use it. it. Helps you generate like reviews and feedback on how you're doing. I mean, it's just, oh, it does all that too. That's great. Yeah, it's amazing to use. Well, Dr. Maurice Parl, where can people find more information about you? <laughs> uh, you can head on to our uh, clinic uh, webpage www.balkmanclinic.com that's B-A-L-K-M-A-N clinic.com and then you also find us on Facebook the same um, I post most stuff pain related function related and any little tips I have will get posted there first eventually make some own private stuff but yeah you find me there first off wonderful well thank you so much for being on the show and helping to discuss everything that we did a little bit of politics yeah. in the chiropractic realm a little bit of uh, a new grad and the different aspects of that and even throwing in the good family tips so I know the audience is going to enjoy it and I definitely enjoyed having you on oh, thanks man I had a lot of fun well that wraps up another episode if you can send me a review that's .net slash subscribe Apple, Google, Stitcher Android devices You just click that button. It'll take you exactly to the page you need to. You can write a review, hopefully a five-star review. Like I said, it does help for other people to discover what we're doing here. And one thing I haven't really talked about too much is the doctorsperspective.net slash support page. If you want to host a cup of coffee, go for it. If you want to pledge a little higher fee, there's buttons for that. There's even monthly recurring. For those who feel like, wow, this is like the cheapest mentor coach program I've ever seen because you interview so many different kinds of doctors and, and I've been able to implement things that I've heard and it works. 
of monthly recurring payments, which also can get you my books for free, t-shirts for free. Uh, the first book, you know, that deals with health and exercise, getting on a diet, getting your financial health in order as well. Things of learned in China. You know, that book is available as well. And one thing that I don't have, I don't have like a, a full-blown page about coaching and things, but there's a little button there. I've had people request, hey, doctors and non-doctors asking me, can I do more than just answer a couple of questions? Or could you be my coach for a little while? And I say, yeah, we can do that. So it's something I haven't really advertised, but it's something that I can do and do, whether it's marketing, some strategies for new patients, growth, those types of topics. If you're interested, just email me, justin at a doctorsperspective.net. If you have any ideas for guests, please send me an email, justin at a doctorsperspective.net. I'd love to hear who you think would be good or a profession that you may not have heard yet. And we've got over 100 episodes. This is going to be like our third year. Super excited. We're going to have a little mini series like we've been doing, which has been fun. Hope you've enjoyed them as well. That's, that's the feedback I've gotten. I want to remind everybody that we have some great affiliate links available. If you're into instrument-assisted soft tissue manipulation, we've got the Edge tool and we've got the Hawk Grips. Saves you about 10%. Also with the edge, you've got the uh, like blood pressure cuff restriction system. You've got the G Suite inexpensive EMR in case you'd like doing cash practice. And of course, I got my own electric acupuncture pin to go with the no needle acupuncture book. From time to time, you know, I'll have a bundle set where you can get them all together for a great price. I also have the free downloads at doctorsperspective.net slash blueprints. And what lately I've been doing is substituting a fifth one, like I've done a knee. And depending on the guest, I might do a different type. So check back there. You've got the Primal Paleo grass-fed protein, bone broth style. Save 10% on that. No sugar, allergy-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, all those types of things. Mentor box, get taught by the author. We got set for set for those floss bands that you may have heard about on one of the episodes. I really like those. If you want to know what hosting I use for podcasting, it's Blueberry. Pure VPN, that's one of those ones I use to help keep my payments secure as well as access the internet more safely. Any Amazon products that you might want, click the link in the show notes pages. So all those resources can be found at doctorsperspective.net slash resources. There's also t-shirts at .net slash t-shirts. Put up some new designs from time to time, like making lemons out of lemonade, shrimp po' boy, plus all the chiropractic and podcast swag that you could want. As always, listen, critically think, and implement. Have a great week. We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share across your social media, write a review, and if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guest. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective. <laughs>